Welcome to the Investor Shed Podcast with Nick Beveridge, the ultimate source for all things investing and beyond. For free tools, tips, and tricks, go to NorthIdahoREI.com. Today's episode features Kyra Bemis. Kyra is a team leader at Keller Williams Realty in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. After a career in restaurant management and ownership, Kyra switched gears and took on real estate and investing. She talks about her influences, transitioning into a full-time agent, team lead, investor role, and how well it pays off mentally and financially. (laughs) Kyra Bemis? Yes. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. I don't think I've ever said it out loud. Really? Maybe I have. <laughs> you didn't say it wrong, so that's good. Most people say Kira. Kira? Kira. Kira, Kira, Kira? Yep. It's <laughs> Kyra. Well, Kyra, congratulations. I want to congratulate you. You just Thank got you. A, a prestigious... No, what, what, what kind of... How would you describe your job? <laughs> like, just in one word, or... Yeah. I don't think it's... I think... I don't... I don't know. I, I, there's so many different words flowing through my head. I, I like to help people, so I don't think it's like this super cool, like... It's a pretty big deal. It is a pretty big deal, but... I mean, you're, um, you're out there managing over 250 agents now. Yeah. And... Can I tell you when I was in fourth grade, yeah. I wanted to be a CEO of a bank. Yeah? Because I like money. So a CEO of a real estate office, it's pretty awesome, too. That yeah, has more money than a bank. <laughs> So yeah, I actually uh, was hired at Applebee's at one time, the one time I was hired, I should say, uh, uh-huh. because I wanted to be a CEO when I was four, in fourth grade. Like I really? thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. They, they saw that you put that on your resume and they're like, this is why we need you at Applebee's. <laughs> yes. Because <No>. in fourth <laughs> grade. <laughs> he thought that was pretty impressive. So yeah. But he, nice. uh, the guy who interviewed me, is kind of funny. He ended up being um, the CEO of Starbucks uh-huh. and now he's the CEO of Chili's. Like, Chili's International, so really, some pretty cool people. So apparently, that meant something to him when I was in the fourth grade. Man, he can spot talent when you're in fourth grade. Come on. And now he's <laughs> the CEO of Chili's. Yeah. Wow. Well, he was a CEO when he was a CEO of uh, Starbucks. It was kind of funny because I was in Poland at the time for Applebee's, and he was there, and so I got to see him, and he brought up that whole conversation. So it's kind of funny that that all just came up. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up here in North Idaho? So I was born in Southern Idaho. Southern, okay. Chalice or Blackfoot. I lived in Chalice until I was ten, so Idaho, and then I moved up here. Okay. I lived in Idaho ninety five percent of my life uh, since I was ten, and I'm forty one. So okay, thirty one years. You can call yourself a native. I do call myself a native from Idaho, at least. Nice. So yeah. And you have a background in restaurants. I do. Um, where do Where do you want to start? How did, How did you become where you are today? Oh my gosh. Well. Do you know what? It, somebody actually asked me that the other day, and it's kind of like the dominoes falling. Have you ever yeah. heard that analogy? Oh, yeah. So my dar- dominoes started falling. Like, I truly feel like when I was 15, I lied about my age to get my first job, <laughs> and it was in a restaurant, and it just kind of progressed from there. Oh, nice. Um, I, quick story about yeah. I, I When I was 15, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> what did you lie get, about? Well, um, so I, was a, I, I started skiing, in, like, when I was 14. Like snow skiing? Snow skiing. Okay. And I was not, I was not good at that. And I was really not good at snowboarding. <laughs> I tried it for one day and I was just like hurt my ass. Were and you not an instructor at one point in life? Well, the, so when okay, I was I'll 15, yeah. I, um, I applied to be a snowboard instructor <laughs> <laughs> with no experience suck? at all. And somehow it just, you know, they took me through with, you're with a group of people where yeah. they kind of train you all together and they just bring you on <laughs> and they, 
and they forget to like verify that look oh do you have any experience even yeah. snowboarding <laughs> they just assume you do since you're applying for the job <laughs> oh my gosh and it worked it did Somehow, yeah they taught me how to snowboard because they, they teach you how to teach classes so they just kind of teach you from huh. um from the basics and you just kind of pick up on it and on you just kind of so how long were you instructor for oh just a couple seasons nice yeah so do you still ski snowboard i still snowboard hmm. what here and there not not very often like maybe twice maybe give, twice a year but i have kids now so i can't do anything are you going to give them lessons um ah, i'm afraid of that why because you know how dangerous that is yeah i, can't I imagine, actually i see a lot of people like bring their three-year-old skiing or snowboarding but that's when you teach them i broke my ankle in the eighth grade skiing yeah oh my gosh it was horrible and then i actually just went back a handful of years ago it's easier when you're younger teaching them both fall then okay just teach them I'll take your advice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> anyway, I inter- now you can go back. and you, So you lied when you were 15. Yep, to get a job in a restaurant. Um, and then in high school, DECA, like you had to pick what your career was going to be. And I'm like, huh, I'm going to pick restaurant management. I ended up going that route. I think it was a whim. I don't know. Did um, you like really enjoy cooking and stuff? Or were you just like, I'll pick this on the list? Well, okay. Here, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. I've always liked cooking. I've always liked food. However, I was a flight attendant decided to leave Coeur d'Alene for a moment in time. I hated traveling the world by myself. Like, I lived in, my base was in Detroit, so I lived in Detroit in a hotel with six people. They're all six strangers, they're flight attendants, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But I missed home, so I came home, instantly needed a job, so I went into Applebee's applying because I needed to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, they hired me as a server. I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna make some good money. Um, Summertime, like, I made bank, it was awesome. And then they asked me to go into management. I'm like, all right, whatever this is going to take, I'll do it. So went into restaurant management, and then I stayed there for a very long time. So I worked for a couple companies, and, yeah, I um, stayed at Applebee's for actually 16 years, worked my way up, was a general manager. Um, But in the middle of that, I actually left for a little bit because I bought a franchise. Um, was open for like 13 months. Which franchise did you buy? Um, it was called Sana to go. Okay. So it was like gourmet was take and bake, like gourmet food. I had a building um, across from Costco, like in one of the little strip malls. Okay. Yep. It's now a tattoo parlor. <laughs> yeah, next to the Little Caesars. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> um, so tons of lessons learned, a lot of money lost. Mm. Um, went through a divorce then, filed bankruptcy, like because that venture didn't help and it also didn't help that it was 2008 2009 that i decided to buy a franchise because yeah. that was the fun thing to do then not well what i mean what got you interested in going that route and you're like because a lot of people you know going from an employee to i'm gonna buy a business mm-hmm. like there's a real mind shift there isn't yeah. there or like was or did you always want to own a business someday because that's that's a totally different it is a totally different um thing. i always wanted to buy a business and own a restaurant of sorts. Um, my dad was always self-employed, so I saw what it took. Um, and okay. I don't even know why I would have wanted to sign up for that because, I mean, a lot of times it put our family through hell, like thick and thin, and you have money, and then you don't. But um, I've always wanted to own a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, sweet, I have a little bit of money. I'm going to go ahead and try it. So you did that right as the economy was collapsing. Yep. <laughs> did, did you have to? Did you hire fire employees? I or did. was it just you? Well, so it was myself and then my husband at the time, but he had a full-time job. So we did have some income coming in. Um, so you fired s- him though, right? You got Heck divorced? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's out. Oh, dang it. Best fire ever. <laughs> um, so my mom worked for me. My sister worked for me. They would go like 
do door hangers like weekly. They had they put menus out. I mean, they did a lot of free labor, which my family is absolutely amazing. It always nice. helped. And then I had a handful of employees, um, but they understood when it was time to go that when you can't pay the bills, then you don't have a job anymore. Yeah. So. But a lot of that experience led me back to Applebee's, and that's where I became the GM. Okay. General manager. General manager. Not everybody knows what GM means. I know. I always forget that. General General manager. General Motors. General Motors, yes. No, but here's the crazy part. So I was at Applebee's, and I was not the general manager. I was a manager. I just did my thing. Left for a little while. By the time I came back, like, this is probably even bad to say, but... The restaurant turned a different direction. Like they were dealing drugs on the back door, like with oh. my food. So I had to change that. I had to like shift. You needed the culture. your taste. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what the heck? Don't be dealing without me. Nope. I'm uh, a GM, bitches. That is <laughs> I'm just, awesome. I'm just kidding. No, how did it really go down? Um, <laughs> actually, I had to change the culture. Like, okay. From dealing drugs out the back to like running a very successful restaurant. It was what, fun. What kind of drugs? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Like the almost legal kind or <laughs> no, the, the really legit not legal. That? You're going to go to jail for a long time for them. Oh, okay. So the bad stuff, the bad stuff, oh, the bad stuff. Yeah. You don't want that in your back door. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That just went sideways. Um, <laughs> anyway, Sorry. no, you're good. And then, um, was there for quite a while. And then, um, I wasn't looking to change and then God's plan made it. So I went to Buffalo Wild Wings. And then I was the yeah. general manager at Buffalo Wild Wings. And they're just like, come on, come on. Come on. Let's come you run a GM restaurant. There, you can be our GM. <laughs> yep. <laughs> run a sports bar. So, yeah, it was fun. I was there for four years, four and a half years. Nice. Yeah. Um, what? So now that you've, you've been a real estate agent, mm-hmm. um, how many years now? I'm just, I'm into my third year. Third year. Um, as far as workload and stress-wise, what, what's, what would you say the difference <laughs> running a restaurant versus um, running a real estate business? So running a restaurant, you're essentially stuck in a building at least 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never ending. Like I would show up if the alarms go off and the cops have to do a walkthrough or whatever the case is, like employees need something. You're on call like 24 seven, but at least in a building 60 hours a week. Okay. Are they playing like the same set of music over and over yes. again? Like does that kind of stuff make oh, you go crazy? Yeah. Okay. I could sing every track that ever went through that joint. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just on the radio. It's like a repeating track. Of no, music. it's a jukebox, or, but it was okay. a handful of songs, and that's all they played. That was annoying. Okay. Yeah. So back to the question, what, yeah. what is, what's harder? Running, is it being a real estate agent or, or running, running a restaurant? Running a restaurant. Yeah. A lot harder. Because you have millennials that you're dealing with and 5,000 guests a week. Yeah. And people get hangry. Like they just want their food. Yeah. And if their wings are the wrong flavor, oh, life is over. So I've, I've had a lot of jobs. I've had like close to 30 different jobs. No, you haven't. Oh, yes. How, okay. I, well, I started when I was nine. I had a paper out. And I, okay, that I've counts. pretty much always had a couple of jobs. What's like, been your least high... favorite? Um, well, I was just going to say. So I worked, I worked as a waiter at Olive Garden while mm. I was... It, of my, my third year of real estate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but just for a little while, for That's like great. a couple of months. Okay. That was the most stressful job <laughs> I've ever had. It is a stressful I situation. I cannot believe how stressful it is to wait tables. It's bad. I mean, I, I would have nightmares yeah, every people night. Yeah, do. Like, you'll hear things like, 
I would have servers coming to me crying, and I'm like, hey, it's burgers and beers, bitches. Like, stop. Like, you're fine. No, They're like, I've had a lot of jobs. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolute hell. Like, if you're a waiter out there or waitress, stop it. There are better. There's everything else is better than what you're doing. Agreed. And because uh, I've done a lot. <laughs> Thirty. <Everything>. A lot. <laughs> You go work at KFC. It's way better. <laughs> it's hard. Money's probably not there, no, but, but you got to stop. Restaurants are hard. Everybody should have to work it's in the restaurant fulfilling. to know how to treat yeah. people. Like I, tip, I always tip well, but no. now I tip better. That's, yeah. My daughter yeah. just started at Texas Roadhouse, and she comes home with stories. I'm like, been there, done that, kid. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Definitely crazy. Real estate's so much easier, right? Most days. <laughs> uh, I guess depending on who you work with. but Yeah, it depends on who you work with. Yeah, no, it's what, good. What got you into real estate? Um, Because that's a big show. I mean, you got a cush job, right? I did. You're a GM, a BWW or whatever they call it. B-dubs. Oh, B-dubs. Yep. Yeah, yep. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, B-dub. people do BWW. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you get free. Free food for life. No, no. <laughs> the UFC. UFC event. UFC. At, what are you doing looking at your phone? I know, sorry. I, it's vibrating. <laughs> I had to put it down. No, you can watch all the UFC you, you want in life. You get all the UFC fights. Yep. All the zags. Why would you leave that to go like have a better career and a better life and more hours with my family? UFC <laughs> nights are my favorite. I've broke up fights. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know why would you leave that. Um, I actually went through divorce number two because oh. most people do that. Um, realized life is better without certain people, and uh-huh. I wanted more time with my kids. Okay, because I don't want them to be home like running a restaurant. You don't get home till two in the morning. I wasn't going to have my kids home until 2 in the morning by themselves. Okay. So you thought, man, I can have a lot more time on my hands if I become a real estate agent. Yes. How true is that? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not bad. However, yeah. like, my kids can go into showing with me or yeah, they understand true. I can work from home and they're still around. There aren't as many restrictions. No. Like, if you're you trapped do. in a building for 60 hours, at least mm-hmm. you can be at home for 60 hours. I don't mind working. Like, 40 hours a week is not existing in my life. Like, I have to work 60 hours. It's a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what got you thinking? What what got you thinking real estate? So I was actually mentoring with Marie Pickford, and we were talking. We would go to lunch, and she would help me more of being women empowered, women of business, like women leaders. Yeah. Um, and I was more talking with her about um, just wanting to – invest like that's what a lot of our conversations were that were around real estate invest in real estate or just yeah. invest in no in real estate or, okay real estate how'd you meet marie um through kevin which okay. is i met kevin through a sign call oh okay so i was looking, for, looking a house. for a house yep called okay. him and uh <laughs> when i first called him i said hey we wanted to be in the canfield school district in this area of town yeah, we ended up buying in a complete different town. He thinks I'm probably crazy lady on the phone. Um, I sent him a list of like 20 houses I want to see in one day. He showed us one. Like, <laughs> it just worked out. So, yeah, met um, Kevin through Marie. Nice. Met Marie through Kevin. Yeah, that's more Isn't like it funny? It. People, when, when they first start their house search, they want a certain type of house, and then they buy something completely, completely different. different. That was it's the me. same. Like, I sold cars for a while, while too, and yeah. somebody always wanted a particular type of vehicle, and then they got something completely different. <laughs> Like eighty percent of the Could time. Could you tell that when they were walking in? It was just a, it was just a stat, so I just kind of assumed. Yeah, yeah, they have no show idea. You. I, I, I put, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll show you what you think you want. Yeah, but then I'm gonna show you what you really want. Well, no, I mean, it's just you just sit there and talk to them for a while and just. 
I can't remember. That job sucked. But <laughs> <laughs> one of thirty. So we're we're it was, we've crossed off. Yeah, actually, it wasn't too bad. Just three, long hours. <laughs> three of your thirty jobs we found out about. So we'll find out more. Yeah. <laughs> there are more. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, just talking to Marie and. Um, I was headed to a conference for uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was like dreading going. I didn't want to go, and that's when we started talking about maybe real estate should be an option. And so, um, just more conversations, and we sat and talked, and this was the route that I was supposed to go. Okay. Um, but in order to leave the restaurant, I needed to have so much money in savings. Yeah, because you one don't get her... paid as an agent. Uh, no, There's and no I'm salary. used to a paycheck every two weeks. Like I made some really good money in my opinion at that point in time yeah and the salary was going to go away and I was a single person with two kids that I support full-time so that was like an oh shit factor how long did it take you to save up six months well here's the crazy part so we started this conversation and I was originally this was at the beginning like January of the year and I was going to give it until August on my one of my birthdays, I don't remember what it was, because my bar- birthday is August 7th, okay. is was, was I was going to quit. I was going to have my money saved up. Everything was going to be good. And for some crazy reason, between taxes and God and, like, money, whatever, I was able to quit in April. Nice. So progress, like, I'm like, dude, I don't have to work in a restaurant all summer. This <laughs> is awesome. And I have all this money. And so I decided, hey, I said once I have six months, I'm done. Yeah. And I was done. So gave my notice and... But between there and that, I did real estate and restaurant for six months at the same time. Okay. Yeah. You, so you did the transition. Yeah. Which That's was hard. a lot because I would come in and make phone calls during the day and then I would work night shifts. So yeah. I was working 60 hours a week in a restaurant and doing 30 hours a week doing lead gen and yeah. like making these calls that were, I was horrible at. I remember my, my first time. Uh, starting real estate in Orlando, Florida, and I was working at Disney World at the time. There's another job and another job. That's oh, life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had different jobs within Disney oh World, my too. Gosh. I was a lifeguard, Lake Patrol guy. That's crazy. And then after I started having seizures, they kind of told me not to work not there to work. for a while. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, you can come work at an arcade. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I was working at an arcade, take it, taking out trash one day, and I'm like, I, I got to finish that real estate exam. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Um, done with the garbage. But I tried, you know, tried this slow transition. Yeah. I tried anyway. Yeah. Um, but I remember being at the arcade and like kind of looking at my phone, it's just going crazy and people want to see houses and stuff. I'm like, yeah. I can't even talk to them for another six hours. This isn't going to yeah. work. I remember just and putting, you're, it, putting in a two-week notice. Well, it's hard because you feel <laughs> and bad I did, because And you... I didn't have any savings. <laughs> I didn't oh have any gosh. money. Oh, my gosh. You know, I just, I I was on the verge of bankruptcy because of my uh, seizure. I had no, no um, insurance, yeah. nothing like that. No That's vehicle. I didn't even have a car when I started. Oh, my gosh. I had to um, – I did have this old motorcycle that I had a scooter <laughs> that clients? I traded for. But <laughs> it rained all the time, so it was just oh my. Uh, embarrassing showing houses in the rain with motorcycles. Mr. Bicycle. <laughs> hey, don't mind me. I'm going to dry off anyway. in the bathroom. That's crazy. So, Do you still have seizures? No. No, I have not for 10 years. That's crazy. Um, well, I'm glad you don't have yeah, them anymore. I'm on the right medicine. Oh, good. I'm heavily medicated. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> Wee. <Well, yeah. laughs> That's awesome. No. No, I'm glad I don't have seizures anymore. But good. I did. I kind of, it was a weird time. I grew into it. Yeah. And all of a sudden just started having space off moments. Didn't know what was going on. Wow. Um, and then I had like some grand mal seizures um, and had them for like two months. Um, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, but they got me on the right medicine, and, and I've been good. and I've been good ever since. I just wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm just have to good. drink a lot more wheatgrass to <laughs> to even, <yourself laughs> to even out. my <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> forgot what that. But the transition's really hard, going from one job to another, and that's why yeah. when I moved up to Idaho, I wanted to make sure. I had a good six months of savings yeah. before I went back into real estate, and I did that. But it was also kind of a curse. I wasn't as motivated because I had some you, cushion like, in the eh, bank. I have some money. I don't have to work so, <laughs> so hard. Yeah. And that's when I had to get a job at Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> we know how that ended. <laughs> anyway. That's awesome. Sorry about that. Interrupted. <laughs> so, that's good. So it took you about six months to transition yep. to a full-time agent. Yep. How, how long from when you got your license to when you got your first paycheck? Um, it was a full six months. Before okay. I got my first paycheck. Yeah, it's, and it's I'm like, pretty normal. What am I doing? Like, it, mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm signing up for this. Yeah. But the one paycheck, I remember seeing that paycheck and I'm like, this is one house. I had to work a crap ton of hours in a restaurant to get that amount of money. So I saw the ending, like, yeah. it would be worth it in the it's end. It's worth it. Yeah. You just have to have a full pipeline. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it takes a while to get it. And you get rewarded for your work much later in real estate life. And you do. And it, and it, yeah, it comes a lot later in life sometimes, even mm-hmm. two or three years later. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I know like, my average, I, mean, I look, it's been a couple of years since I like studied my average. But yeah. I remember my average was like 18 months from when I first yeah. talked to a contact from when I'd sold them a house or sold their house. Yeah. It is not the average was 18 I, months. You're like, <laughs> yes. You make some new best friends in 18 months. Yeah. So, no, it, it does take time, a lot of time. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. Okay. It's worth it. So, so um, you decided to join a team instead of just go on your own? Yep. What did that look like? Um, I knew, one, that I was coming to Keller Williams just because um, I, I was able to see that, like, all of the real estate companies from the outside in to pick and choose who I wanted, to, which company I wanted to go to. And Keller was definitely the one because obviously I had been talking to Marie and she, um, a lot of the conversations that we had were, uh, at one point she had told Kevin that she's gonna run your team one day. Like yeah. just my background with the management side of it. So I knew that that would be the good combination that should, where I should have been. And I'm glad yes. that's where I ended up. Yeah. I miss Marie. She's awesome. She's awesome. She helped mentor me. Well, yeah. like unofficially kind of mentor me when we worked right across from a hall from each other for about a year. Oh, yeah. You'll, <laughs> hey, you'll get some good stuff I, from that. It's yeah. just interesting seeing just how busy she was all the time, but she handled it pretty well. Yeah, she did. Constant interruptions. and A little feisty, and yeah, it was definitely good. But you can learn a lot from people me. just like mm-hmm. even being next to you guys in your office. Like I think that people in your lives happen for a reason, but you can definitely learn stuff. Like yeah. – um, I wouldn't have known that Sam had that house for sale if we weren't office neighbors or, yeah, it's definitely crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. deals you can do just right in here without yeah. an MLS, without, I mean, we can yeah. all work together. That's and why you pick up good office. <laughs> We're all in this together, y'all. <laughs> we are. <laughs> That's awesome. Ching. Yeah. <laughs> Royalties right there. Okay. So it took about six months to get your first paycheck. Do you mind, how much was your first paycheck? Um, it was $3,100. Okay. And, and I thought much, it was How much rich. did you make at B-dubs? B-dubs, I was salary, <laughs> okay. but my take-home checks were $17.50 every two weeks. $17.50. So this was like a weeks. month's worth of work yeah. in one transaction. Yeah. And the average time that you spend with a buyer? 20 hours max. 20 hours max. Max. Like so that's, that's about half of the average. 
Yeah. Because I know the, the industry average for working with the buyers is about 40 hours well, and working with the sellers about eight hours. I don't bullshit. No, just kidding. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah. And that's not so 20 hours um, to make about what you made in a month with how many hours? In 60 hours dubs? times four. 240 hours. 240 hours to make the Return same Return on month. investment was not well. Now, do you think, how many people did you make happy at B-dubs working in a month versus? I made a ton of people <laughs> happy. <Just kidding. laughs> I'm joking. Not, buy, <laughs> not buying homes or anything, but yeah, it was good stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. So what, what did your first couple of years look like then? So my first year I made 55,000 in real estate. Okay, first full 12 months? Yes, Ish? because the first three months I didn't do crap. Because yeah. I was still regenning really and I was doing, months. yeah, I didn't get anything. So the first so year was 55,000. I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. Like, but I was making 72,000 at Buffalo and I'm like, oh, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I really sure? But then second year rolls around. And then, so Kevin and I talk about building a team. Yeah. We want to bring more agents. I like helping people. And the first three months I tried building a team with a couple of the gals and it just didn't work out. Um, and those three months that I would try doing that, I didn't do my legion and I wasn't building my own business, which huge, like it's not a setback. I just learning lessons. I should say it's a hard balance when it you're is. trying to grow a team and work in the business at the same time, work on it and yeah. trying to get the right people that are on board. So it's amazing. The people that can <laughs> grow their teams. It's awesome. Yeah. So I, we decided that that's not the route that I needed to go and I needed to continue to grow my bank account because it wasn't hurting. It was just like not growing. Yeah. So the next year, like if you take that first three months of this next calendar year, so in nine months, I, that was the end of my second year and I made over 200 grand, 205. Nice. Which was awesome. It was a big difference. So I actually did that in a nine month period wow. because I decided to work, like do the job. Um, got a lot of referrals and um, yeah, made a lot of money. So how long, how many hours at B-dubs would it take to make two grand? Oh my grand? gosh, years. <laughs> I think about that all the time. Seriously, year, two and a half years? Like Two and a half years? Yes. I mean, I got sweet seats to football games and basketball games and all yeah. that stuff. B-dubs, I can just buy them now, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, definitely a crazy amount of difference. Is there a certain amount of money that you know, once you have it coming in where you don't really feel much of a difference, you know, once all your bills are covered plus more, like I, I kind of noticed it at like around $80,000. Yeah. I didn't notice much of a difference. Like I think last year I made closer to 250 or so if you include yeah. like it commissions and flips and that kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't really notice a difference in like my happiness or like, No, it's or not. Could, like, <laughs> honestly, it's more stress. Like, I was, because yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like now I have to make the right decisions. And I, um, you don't want to like, we don't splurge. We live very simplistically. Um, I still live off. I feel like the money that I put in savings a long time ago, that we still have that. Um, it changes like how you think about things. I still don't think that I have money like in savings. I still feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to watch every little penny that I spend. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is we grew up essentially poor. And so I don't want to over like, I don't want it to feast or famine. I want it to always be there. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a little different. Nice. Yeah. So, um, can we talk a little bit about the house that you bought and that you yep. basically fixed and flipped on your own? Like yeah. the, it was a live and flip. Yeah. Right. Well, can you tell us what, where you bought it, how much <laughs> you bought it for, what is your financing like yeah. and kind of go from there? So, 
I'll give you a little bit of the backstory. Um, I lived, I had a house in Coeur d'Alene Place. When I got mm-hmm. divorced, I stayed there and I kept it. Um, and then I sold it. I decided to wake up literally one day and sell my house. I wasn't going to do it, but I said, eh, it's too big. We don't need to be here. And so we, the girls and I, when I say we, my daughters and I, we um, sold it. We made about $120,000 profit. Okay. Put it right into the bank. Nice. Until I decided I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't know what that path looked like. So we actually got into a rental. I hold on. Let's back up. Yeah. hundred. You made a hundred twenty something thousand dollar profit. Yes. How much of that is owed to the IRS? We're not talking about by zero dollars. <laughs> Cause you lived in it for two of the last five years, right? We lived in or it for seven. So yes, that seven. answer is correct. So not okay. for the IRS. And just in case people are wondering. Oh, zero. <laughs> Nothing. It, yeah, it's I'm it's sure sitting in my Edward Jones account is where okay. I put it. It's in a money market account when it, it's getting 2%, but uh, I can get it tomorrow if I needed it until nice. I decided what I wanted to do. Okay. So, so where'd you go? A rental. Okay. I've never lived in a rental. That was very weird. Like I bought my first house when I was 19. And so to rent oh, really? a house was like, it was different. Like I didn't feel like I could do the yard work like I wanted to or paint or, so we just chilled, like did activities and I mm-hmm. lived there. My plan, I signed a one-year lease, and we didn't live there the whole time. At about eight months, there's an, a house popped up on the MLS in a neighborhood that I really like, and a Washington agent who is dual licensed. I don't think she priced it accordingly. Yeah. Like I think she priced it thirty grand too low. Um, when I looked at it and wrote up an offer that day. Yeah. So when I decided to sell my house, I didn't know I was selling it when I woke up, and then when I bought a house, I didn't know I was buying one when I woke up. Like it just happened quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you think if she didn't accept the very first offer and she just let it sit on the market for a few days and and accumulate a lot of showings and activity, do you think it maybe would have sold for more than, than what she had it listed at? I think she would have got into a bidding war, but I put some pressure on her. Nice. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious what it looked like. So you just you got it very first day. You got it locked up. Like the second it yeah. went on the market, like I put type timelines, like here is a cash offer. Okay. You need to take it because my lending was cash. Yeah. Because um, I still need to file my 2019 taxes. So I got a cash lender. Um, I put 6%, or I, he only charged me 6%, no points. Kind of a sweet little deal. Nice. Um, so that's a pri- private money lender. Private money lender. Helped you out. Yep. Buy a house for cash. Yep. Was it a fixer? Well, if you liked green carpets, pink walls, and roses everywhere, no, yes, it was I not do. a flixer. Then you would have <laughs> loved it. <laughs> um, so it was built in 98 and everything was original. Okay. Um, one owner, little old couple, she had passed away and then he um, just and, moved into a home. And uh, how much did you buy for again? 260. 260. And what do you think it was worth as is? 290? Easy. Okay. I, If it was my listing, I would have put 299 on it. Okay. Great neighborhood. It's a three bedroom, two bath, 1400 square feet. It's a cute house. Okay. So 260, just kidding, 270, because I also did take commissions off of it. Okay. Um, so what do you what do you mean by that? You took commissions off of it. Like I you... paid myself commissions instead of taking off the price. Like I actually got a check cut from. Okay. The office. I don't know if you went into detail with. Yeah. No, I'd like sense? to. Yeah. Well, I I'm curious to know more. Okay. So you. So you I, added added on more commission. No. So or? their purchase price was like. 274 and I offered 270. Oh, okay. Yeah, but purchase. then I also 
acted as an agent for myself yeah. and was paid the 3%. And instead of taking off the price of the house, I actually took a check for commissions. I see what you mean. So you essentially got it for 260 because you got paid 10 grand of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for clearing that up for you're, me. You're Stupid welcome. little mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> There's your multiple personalities. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, we, uh, I bought the house, um, and I was still in the rental and I knew that I had a couple extra months, so I wasn't going to live in this house while I was tearing it apart. So I stayed okay. in the rental. That's smart. It is smart. You'd actually get things done yeah. when you're not living there. And I did. So I have a freaking amazing family. Like I called them and said, Hey, on Saturday, we're going to demo a house. My entire family showed up. Even my 82 year old grandma from Southern Idaho came up ripped out everything in the house it was pretty awesome you put your 82 year old grandma to work she demoing yes and she worked us under the table like she was <laughs> impressive like yeah she wanted to she was rolling carpet like ripping carpet out oh okay so i thought you meant for a second like you paid her under the table like she doesn't want to show extra <laughs> income to get her social security checks or something she's going to jail no, you know she'll get let out well, with the coronavirus nice. people um yeah so, so you we got, you got a healthy grandmother that's healthy good. grandmother um amazing family and we gutted a house within about two hours all right pulled literally everything out of there crowbars and all of everything and have you done like have you done that before nope no, this was my first time so i was going to be a general contractor on a, a job and it was mine so um and since i knew I had about, I want to say like three weeks to close when I wrote the offer. So I had my subs come in uh -huh. um, to kind of give me prices to see what they can do, what they cannot do. Um, and everybody that I used is just friends or family that um, that's what they do for the profession. So they obviously all got paid and I had a very strict timeline and they followed it. So Great. for the first like three, maybe four weeks, there was literally somebody there every day working and they were all on time. Wow. Until the countertops at the van. Oh, yeah. I think they were scared of me. <laughs> they just showed up, so they did their job. So, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It was fun stuff. My renovations never go on time. So, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> That's awesome. But I didn't have to do, yeah. like, a ton of, like, electrical with small stuff. I didn't have to do plumbing and drywall and all that stuff. Yeah. But so you kept it simple. It cosmetic. was cosmetic. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, cosmetic, that's where the profits are. Are you keeping that house then? Are you moving into it or are you going to We're sell keeping it? it. Okay. Um, Where's it at? Over off Windy Pines. It's in Lake Forest. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Cute, older, established neighborhood. Awesome little safe neighborhood. Nice. Yeah, so we're going to live there. Um, what do you think it's worth now that you did the reno? Um, I will list it at 350 $350? Mm hmm And how much did it cost you to do the reno? Twenty-five grand. Twenty-five. Okay, so you're all in around what two ninety-five plus interest. Two ninety-one and change. Two ninety-one and change. And then I paid so one month of my hard money guy of eleven hundred bucks. So I'm not into it that much. I mean, so I have wow. some profit sitting on there. That's great. So yeah. you and so you basically created almost sixty thousand dollars in equity yeah. by just jumping on a good deal. Yeah. You creatively got it with cash. And are you refinancing it then? I or did. You, you already did. Okay. I did. I actually just did, and my first payment's due June 1st. Awesome. 3.6% interest. 3.6? Yeah. For, yeah. 30 year. I think it's not too bad. Awesome. Yeah. Congrats. So yeah, it's been fun. I will uh, definitely do it again. And um, I would have listed this house, except for my 14-year-old threatened my life and said, if we move out, I'm staying here. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. So, four yeah. Are your kids moving out as soon as they hit 18? Uh, only if they want to. They can stay forever. 
Okay. No, one of them I'll probably go to NIC, and then the other's going to be a freshman this year. So I still have four or five more years at home. Okay. So what gave you the idea to just, hey, let's let's go ahead. Things are going great as an agent. <laughs> Obviously, my things are going fantastically well. Yeah. How about I take a huge pay cut? <laughs> Okay. And run an office full of ungrateful. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm totally kidding. Oh, I did not say that. <laughs> she did not say that. Yeah. I said it. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm That's ungrateful awesome. too. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, you know, no, most of the agents here are wonderful. They are pretty There's amazing. a small handful that need to go. But you know what? That's what, that's in every but office. But that's that's where that's in every office. What gave you the idea to go ahead and um, <laughs> let's let's slip my let's life upside down? <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of it was Murray. Um, uh-huh. I'm gonna try not to cry when we talk about this. That's okay. Um, we have no tissues here. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> thanks for the shirt. That's awesome. Um, she was. You're not supposed to do this. Um. She was such a big influence in where I am that she at one point said, told Kevin that um, I would be the TL here and run the office. I truly think that's like my calling for people is to help them. Yeah. And the vision like that she had and Ben when they were here, in my opinion, got sidetracked for the last couple of years. Um, and I knew what it meant to have it here. And with the agents and with Kevin and with, um, even with Ben, just everybody that yeah. need to be brought back. There need to be good culture. Yeah, yeah, the culture got disturbed a little bit, but you're bringing it back in and we appreciate that and we can see it. I mean, you're, With you're the tears the right here? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, not, but you're, you're authentic. Yeah. I mean, you, you truly care. I do, and, and yeah. I thought that, I mean, I, I love my clients. I mean, and Kevin is still going to work with my clients if I have them. And um, that way that'll compensate me for some of, um, I can have referral fees because it, it's not all about the money, but I mean, yeah. I haven't figured out how I'm still going to survive. Still got to make a living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I just, I, it's the position that I need to be in. Yeah. No, we appreciate that. Cause we know like the TL position does not pay 200,000 a year. No, it does not. It doesn't pay half that. Does it sometimes, I guess it depends on bonuses and how well you're doing. Right. But, a lot of it um, is bonuses and how the market center is doing. And it's how I'm helping the agents. Like my, my position, I'm supposed to help the top 20% in the office. So whoever's doing the, the most business is who I'm here to help. However, if I find somebody who's hustling, like I did when I was, a new agent, I'm obviously going to help them and pour into them. And uh, if the office is good, I do good. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of how I'll get paid too. Do you focus mostly on uh, retention or growing? Uh, it's quality over quantity, in my opinion. Okay. I know that Cordelline um, has 18-ish, 100 agents. It could grow a little bit or not. And I want the right people to be here. If mm-hmm. we have 280 agents or 300 agents, I want it to be the right fit, not the amount of people. I don't want every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's an agent. How, how many agents do we have right now? 280. 280. What's our like max capacity that we can really handle with, with the size of our office and our staff? And That's kind of a hard one just because like the people that are in the building, the majority of them are cappers. Yeah. So you have to be a capper in order to have an office. Um, I think just as we grow the number count of agents is when we have to add on staff. So there's so many different factors. I mean, we could add 
we could be 600 agents and still be fine. So for those that are listening that don't know what a capper means, yeah. I'm going to explain that just a little bit. Yeah, so at a brokerage, you pay, like, are you 70-30 split? Uh, yes, 70-30. So 70-30 split, meaning as an agent, you keep 70% of your income, 30% yeah. goes to the Actually, company. Actually, I'm at 100 right now, just capped. But yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's good. Um, but after you pay cap the- during COVID, <laughs> dude. Okay, that's awesome. Like my cap restarted in in February, and I just capped. No way. Month. Yeah. Good job. Oh, thanks. It, it was all He's stuff a rock that we. Star. I mean, it was stuff that myself and my team did like in the winter. But that, that's that's what <laughs> happens because like, you get paid out delayed. months yeah. later. Um, We're gonna have a bad summer. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna refer back to this like, crap. I knew it. Um, just but, joking. But capping after you pay $21,000 or whatever your cap is, then you keep 100% of your commissions. Yeah. Not all companies do that. And we do that no. here. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my job is to help all the people that are cappers to get there and then try to create more of them. Why, why would an agent, other than the money, want to like, come to Keller Williams versus like a Coldwell Banker or Century 21? A lot of it like is some of the the more dependable the, the brokerages where you can actually get some leads and yeah. some help and I don't know about the training but um, I'm not talking about the discount brokerages but why why come to this this company that maybe um, in what would you say to those people? My reasoning is the culture. Yeah. What you get out of this place is, in my opinion, priceless. Um, the training is impeccable. Keller Williams, and yeah. just in general, is the number one training company. They do awesome. But if you break it down to just our market center, the relationships that you can build with all the agents, with the staff, with whoever is here, it's, like I said, it's priceless. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and can we can we dispel, like, a myth of, like, our office being a pyramid scheme? Can we talk about that a little bit? <laughs> yes, and how, let's do. How does profit sharing actually work and why is it not a pyramid scheme? Okay, we are not a pyramid scheme. We're not an MLM. So profit sharing is seriously awesome. So Keller Williams in general, they don't advertise. Yeah. So a lot of, so we'll take this market center. So any of the profit that the company makes, because every company makes profit, the owners take 50% of it and then 50% of it is given back to the agents and it's distributed through profit share. Yeah. It's distributed through this international S- system. Like the money, seven layers like you're deep. not paying agents directly. <laughs> like it goes to international, right? And then they route the they money route where it every, needs to go. Yeah. And um, then, yeah. And, and it's based on how many agents you've recruited. Recruited. And, and the recruiting can be taken very lightly yeah, <laughs> because it, it's not, it's, it's not, not recruiting. recruiting. You're just simply, you may refer an agent or just a regular person. Yeah. Hey, maybe you should try out Kayla Williams or just uh, yeah. just who, check them out. Yeah. Who's yeah. the reason you're here? I. That's it. And who was yeah. the re- who's who was why are you? Well, here? Mine, mine's a little different. I came in off the streets in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I had just like I'm recovering from like this hospital like brain seizure thing, yeah. and I couldn't even drive, so I'm just like walking around this neighborhood oh and Keller Williams, and I remember Keller Williams and Coldwell Banker and Century Twenty One were in this little. <laughs> area of celebration florida this like yeah. near disney and i would i walk the whole block and i just remember the keller williams front desk lady being very very polite and nice oh did you and, name her um i didn't know i could oh so i named some other asshole <laughs> and he should have said you should name her um but during when i transitioned from um florida to idaho there's i 
there was a, I was able to switch it to somebody who deserved it oh, in, in Florida. Uh, oh. Someone who actually mentored me there. Oh, okay. So mine, mine was a little bit different. A little different. different. Okay. Um, but I see, I wish that was explained to me. Or else yeah. I, I would have just named this um, the front desk lady. Because she'd be making because money off of you still. She would still be making money today. Aww, that's so <laughs> Nine sweet. years later. And yeah. I've got, I think, nine or ten people in my downline. Good for you. Um, did you um, did you get profit share yesterday? Um, it, I haven't seen it come through yet. Okay, go um, on your Kelly app and I did. I did that sure. today. Okay. It's, it still showed the, the really low amount for March. Oh, my <laughs> $3 March. for March? <laughs> I got three bucks for March. You did? I yeah. think I had like 332. Yeah. I'll have to pull it up. I think so far this year, it's been a, kind of a slower. I think I've only yeah. had 700 bucks or so for the year. That's good. Yeah. Or something. I wasn't much until yesterday. But last year, it was an extra 5,000 bucks. That's I crazy. think the year before that was close, about, the, about the same. Um, and this is not, I mean, this is like residual income that you will have all based off just uh, the only work I did was just telling somebody, Hey, you should check out Keller Williams. Yeah. And then they talk to somebody else and they get involved and then they, and get I'm not somebody else they, they talk to now. So yeah. you say, Hey, go talk to this person. No, I think that's amazing. It wasn't hard work and it just pays in dividends. And it goes to your family. <laughs> it's past your lifetime too. Like Marie can, Pickford. Yeah. She had so profit her, share. Her husband she still passed it. away. And um, that money doesn't just go away. And I'm sure it's it's decent. Um, it's very decent. I know Kevin's last year, he made close to $30,000 in profit share. In profit and I think share. she was right around that number too. Yeah. It's crazy. So why, why is this money. different from an MLM though? Um, this isn't a pyramid scheme. You don't have to sell anything. <laughs> like it's just, these are, profits that just go to the agents i mean there's there's no catch to it there's no i mean it's just pouring back into the people that are building your company for you yeah so, so to explain it a little bit deeper like if somebody that you recruit you're not making money off of them directly no so it, it's based on there's a lot of different calculations to it so yeah. it's whatever you have sold and if you haven't been capped um it's just a profit off of you versus the seven people underneath yeah. of you and it's like a big tree so it comes off it comes off the split that the company gets it's off the company and yes. the company split is pretty fair it, absolutely like 70 30 and then it caps after about 20 grand if you're yeah. not on a team if you're on a team it's like half that right um, I, it is so the the agents don't get affected by it at all no they don't they and just it's benefit just, from they it. benefit there's no negative it's it's truly free money so for the for the months that are not profitable, yeah, um, do those agents owe money? Never do they owe money. <laughs> Never ever. So um, get, they get all the upside. They get all the upside and none of the downside. None of like the downside. The, the owners are the ones that take the downside. So if yeah. there's not a profit, the owners are the ones that don't get the profit. And if they have a cash call, they're the ones who have to pay. We yeah. never have to. Like our last month was slow um, because we prepaid bills. Like. Yeah rent and all that so our profit share was only three dollars and um this month is completely different so how much did you make last month three dollars and 35 cents or i'm sorry didn't you just get one last night that yep 1213 dollars 1213 yeah. okay you've been in the business only two years yep and you and that's just off and you've i have three recommended people three yep. people to come into the business yep and you've talked to a lot i'm sure yeah wasn't hard no i mean 1200 bucks in one month? Yeah, one month. So last year like, I had $1,700. So pays, one month pays for like- That it's pays for one and a half Tesla payments a month. <gasps> Which is like, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I have a truck and it's paid off. So mine's fun money. Yeah. That's awesome. 
So when eventually Tesla. does that money shut off, though? It never shuts off, ever. Like unless those agents just stop producing or get out. Right? If they stop but. producing, if they leave, um, but if there's somebody, people bump up. Like mm-hmm. if um, they had named Joe Schmo and Joe Schmo gets out of the in- industry, those people bump up to your next level. So it's always like a shrinking, like if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a lot of MLMs, like if the person in front of you goes away, all the money just goes away. Yeah. Ours continues to pour back into the people. Gotcha. Through the seven levels. Is there anything else about Keller Williams that maybe people have myth understandings about? Um, gosh. Not that I think of it. It's pretty pretty straightforward. (laughs) Yeah. Like we have fun. We get the job done. Um, we're the busiest market center right now. I, I, I don't know, like our numbers compared to the Coeur area. I mean, we're much busier than the basic Coeur agents are. So mm-hmm. um, at other brokerages, are you required to like show up at a certain time and where uh, is there a dress code? I'm sure it varies per. I think it varies. But have you heard of that? I've never been to another brokerage. However, everybody has like their own reputation and expectation. Um, I think that we're kind of more of a casual, like, come as you are. Like, mm-hmm. Dennis Spencer's the most amazing man, and he wears shorts all the time. And he makes a lot of money. He makes a lot of money, because that's <laughs> him. That's his style. Nobody wants you to change your style. Like, if you want to wear a dress suit one day, wear it. Yeah. If you want to wear shorts, wear it. Like, nobody, everybody's business is different. Jamie Jennison. Sweatpants. Sweatpants Dude, and Crocs. Like, yeah. And he makes a shit ton of money, and he's awesome. Yep. <laughs> Kelly Zupa, love her. She loves sweatpants. Like, it's their jam. It, yeah. it is what it is. So, yeah. All we right. like to, everybody to be who they are, which is fun. So what do you what do you envision the next couple of years of this office looking like? Um, now I would, that it's kind of going to be directed by you. Um, the culture back plus extra of where it used to be. I mean, some people don't know what that was, but um, just honest integrity, number one. I'm very competitive, so I like (laughs) my numbers to be where they need to be. Um, In the restaurant industry, there were very few female general managers. Um, I love to call and say, I beat the boys or rub it in or whatever. I'm pretty much a crap talker, Uh Um, but I can back it. You can feel that now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I just, I want everybody who's here to want to be here. Um, Like I said, it's quality over the quantity of people and it just needs to be a cultural fit. I want um, us to be a huge part in our community. I love giving back both Applebee's and Buffalo Wild Wings. That was my my niche was being in the community. Um, Anything I can do to help kids. I mean, that's, I just wanna keep keep doing that. Great. Yeah. So if we could talk about your investments again a little bit. So the markets are obviously, they're a little iffy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, with your nice cushion that you have, yep. <laughs> are you planning on doing anything with that, like with either the stock market or commodities or real estate um, for investment purposes only and not just to live in? Well, some people buy silver, bars yeah. of silver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, actually. So Got I. Those bars yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. You should have brought one. I wanted to like hold it. I know. They're in the safe. <laughs> That's good space for them. My goal this year is to purchase two investment properties. Um, okay. I Rentals would, or flips? I would like to flip another home like I did and then sell it and then also have a rental property. Um, 
a lot of it is what what's going to come about. Obviously, being in this office, you can talk to people and get deals before they hit the market or whatever. Um, but I would like to flip another house because I really enjoyed that, and I think it turned out great, and I made some great money. Have you have you heard of the Burr strategy? No. So this is this is great for people that want to flip houses, but they also want rentals. Um, you can have the best of both worlds if you can find a great deal that you get for you know, less than thirty percent of its well seventy percent of its value. Take yeah. a thirty percent discount. Yeah. Um, and then if you can fix it up and refinance it, mm-hmm. sorry, fix it up, rent it out, then refinance it and pull some cash out in a Fannie Mae cash out refi. Mm-hmm. That cash that you get is tax free, unlike a flip. Oh. Um, in the debt and then when you can rent it and you can have a rental as well so some of my best deals ever yeah. have been like the coin the, the burr strategy yeah and it's just like it's flipping a house to yourself yeah or to your banker yeah makes and sense and you keep it as a rental and you also get either X your cash back or 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 mm. the extra like excess anything that's you know beyond 20 percent of what it what it's worth what it's worth beyond uh yeah sorry well, when you get it, when you do a cash cash out refi, Fannie Mae, you're financing eighty percent of its value. Right. Typically. Yeah. Something like that. So if you have mm. just to keep it simple, a two hundred thousand dollar value on a house, yeah. and you're all in at one forty after your renovations and all that, mm-hmm. you go to refinance it. You can get a loan for one sixty. It's rented out. It's cash flowing. That extra twenty grand just goes to you and it's um, tax-free so it's it's like flipping a house to yourself that's amazing but when you go to flip a house yeah people people don't fully understand just how expensive it is to sell a house yeah because even as an agent you still have ex- you still, you still have ex- selling expenses yeah almost 10 percent is off the top with right. paying a buyer paying a buyer's agent paying the buyer's um fee or buyer's uh, closing, closing costs. costs yeah um and you have to make it a little bit nicer than you would a rental, <laughs> yeah. Because you, do. you have to you have to cover every little base that's going to come up in an inspection, right? With rental, you can still get a pretty nice appraisal, but not necessarily have to do do everything. all this stuff. Um, that makes sense. So, hmm. I mean, when you keep an investment property, you, you're still keeping all that equity. Instead, when you sell a flip, you're t- you're shaving ten percent off the top that in fees. Yeah. Plus whatever you make you're going to have to pay ordinary income tax on. Right. So almost 30% of what you make, you you're going to have Uncle to pay Sam. to the tax man. Hmm. So I would just encourage you, if you want rentals, but you want to flip as well, yeah. consider flipping to yourself. I might have another conversation with you next time okay. I go to buy something. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's true. It's a good thing to think about. Okay. Because it's a lot of taxes. Yeah, there's a lot of taxes to pay, okay. unless you have rentals. That yeah. really helps absorb. And, and the government, it, it, that's set up on purpose. The IRS code is written to encourage yeah. um, the incentive of people providing housing. And they, they give massive discounts to investors, not just because that we, you know, they're cheering us on yeah. because we're making money, <laughs> but like we're doing <laughs> a good service people. to the community. Yeah, You're providing housing and you... You, you put your foot out there, yeah. skin in the game. Makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. That's good stuff. What just else? wanted what else i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome good luck do you think do you think our market's gonna crash no why um i think we're very unique being one in idaho our government is not like others um i think two being Coeur d'Alene, we're a destination i 
it's a touristy area. We're going into our season, which definitely helps. Yeah. Um, but that didn't stop us from crashing in 2008. Agreed. However, the crash in 08 was caused by the mortgage industry. This did not happen because the mortgage industry, this is COVID. We didn't yeah. control this. Well, sorry for playing. I'm playing devil's advocate. On Go for it. Here. I also believe it's not going to crash <laughs> as hard as I thought. But right. what's to say? I mean, COVID is going to crash this area, too. And, and it could. I mean, it's... It could. I think especially with things opening back up, you never know. I think if the interest rates skyrocket, that's when we're going to be, oh, crap. And then uh, and the appraisers, as long as everybody can keep their stuff in check, but nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows. But that's just my gut instinct on it. Mm-hmm. I think we'll essentially be fine. Okay. Because people are moving here because they want to pack their guns and live on acreage. <laughs> Yeah. Sick of this governor telling me to stay home. Yeah. I'm leaving. <laughs> I truly Bring think that's guns. happening. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to Idaho. Yeah. In our buggies and wagons that we drive around and pick potatoes. I've had more leads come in in the last like three, four weeks than ever. Yeah, it's crazy. And people are <laughs> and we, at home and in front of their computer. Leads. We're not really like buying leads. They're just coming in. They're just coming in. From all over the place. Yeah, people yeah. are moving here. Mm-hmm. They want to live in the sticks. That's so awesome. what else? What else about what's something fun about Cairo that nobody knows? Oh, I don't know because I'm that's an open book. <laughs> yeah, that's good to, full disclosure right there. Um, I not boring, but like I focus on my work and my daughters. Like we do a ton of travel sports, and um, that's my life, and I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Right. So yeah, I'm just a. Mom. <clears throat> Any good books lately that you recommend? Um, can I tell you when I don't recommend? Yeah. Even um, better. Girlfriend, Stop Apologizing. Rachel Hollis. Everybody's saying you have to read this book. I'm I not, hated it. Shut up. I'm giving it to you. I'm going to bring it in. And <laughs> I couldn't even kidding. go through like the first chapter. It's negative. Like, I'm not negative at all. Like, I'm, I'm fun, outgoing. I haven't read it. I'm joking. Oh my God. <laughs> I know you haven't. Somebody suggested it, and I'm, it, eh, nope, can't do it. I'm bringing it to you, and you're going to read it. Okay. I mean, I'll look at the cover. But. Okay, I bought it on Amazon, <laughs> and there is no cover. It's like a hardbound, like, on the spine is the name, and that's all. Uh, and then, um, okay. yeah, I'll try. I'm going to – I can do it. Um, and then um, I'm about to read the Nordstrom's book that um, Mr. Sharp just gave to me. So that's my, that's my next read. What's that about? Um, kind of the, the Nordstrom's family and how – Oh, okay, the, the store. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not a, truly about the store. It's about customer service and how mm-hmm. to be stand out. And um, I think at this point in in our economy, that Keller Williams is that standout real estate company. And yeah. I just want to make sure that we're hitting every mark on it. So yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think customer service is ever going to die. No. In the industry. No. I, I mean, robots are going to replace and everything like online and everything. But you still need that personal. You need yeah. a person especially for a real estate yeah. transaction. I remember going to a Tom Ferry conference once, a real estate, Tom, uh, and it was a couple of years ago, but he, he made a really good point that, you know, this new generation, the millennial generation, it's not all about discounts with them and stuff. It's about an experience. Yeah, they totally <laughs> want an experience. About, they, they crave experience. So. And they do. Like, And this made me really realize that I sold a house to this cute couple, totally nice. They bought the house based on their dog. If the dog was going to like the backyard. I totally thought it was a joke at the beginning, but that was like, they were serious. I'm like, okay, like 
yeah. they want an experience for their dog or their family or whatever the case is. Yeah. I've had clients like that. It's like, oh my, <laughs> like, like, all right, okay, let's do it. So I don't know. <laughs> puppy loving it. <laughs> yeah, no. that's exactly. You're like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I, puppy that get was your pre-approval. <laughs> Bring him yeah. over and make sure he likes the backyard. Yeah. So that was definitely like an eye opener. So yeah, experience. They People want experiences. Yeah. And they want to tell about it and they want to do it on social media. And I mean, yeah, people like to have it out there. Um, any advice for the people that um, anything that you would do differently if you were brand new, getting your license, transitioning from another job that that. Is there anything that you would do differently or, uh, or highly recommend to somebody out there that's considering doing this? I would hustle. I wouldn't do that differently. I, I would um, find that perfect person that you fit with and make it happen. So find a mentor in the business? Find a mentor. Find, yeah. And you can come to any Keller Williams and they can help you do that. Um, but if you have somebody that you can go to, I think that's huge. Like. Yeah. When I first started like lead genning, I didn't realize, understand what that was and scripting. I'm like, whatever, I don't need to do this. I got so frustrated and I would go in an office by myself and like make phone calls and I'd come back in the office. And at the time Josh was in there with Kevin and they're like, hey, how was that? Fine, like I had this attitude of like, it's not working, whatever. So I did that for a couple of weeks and I got nowhere. And then I started sitting in the office and I would make phone calls and I'm nervous because these guys have been in the industry a very long time and I'm a rookie, like I'm making calls in front of these guys, like, holy crap, would make calls. And I'm like, hey, how was that? They're like, we didn't listen to you. Like they're so used to doing their own thing. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So finally I'm like, hey, we guys kidding? listen? I got an appointment. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Where's my high five? <laughs> so eventually I'm like, hey, will you guys listen to my phone calls? to see if I'm talking right or whatever. And if I didn't have those, like, I think that would have like put me on a different trajectory, whatever that word is, trajectory. I can't say it either. Okay, good. Trajectory. Um, there you go, say it fast. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after a while, like I started, hey, I'm gonna make these calls, I'm gonna put on speakerphone and then I'm gonna pause it. And then they would give me things to say, like, hey, say this or hey, say that. Um, and it made me more confident in what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and even not too long ago, I had clients that were came in through a lead gen system oh, a few months ago. And uh, they, they said it was between me and another lady agent in the area. And she's a higher producer. And I'm like, I want this. I want to beat her out. Like, this is just what it is. And so Kevin made me call them back and say, hey, this is why you should interview me for as your agent. And I would love to work with you guys. I got the listing or I got the sell. Nice. They're my clients because somebody gave me the encouragement to call and say, hey, yeah. it's like the affirmation to be like, hey, call. But if I wouldn't have somebody who was helping me, even agents in the office, you need to surround yourself by amazing people. I remember, yeah, something very similar, like nine years ago or something like that. My, <laughs> um, this agent gave me this like Zillow lead yeah. to follow up with. And I called and talked to her and she was already working with an agent. They put an offer on a house and so they've already been locked up. And she and we just had a nice conversation yeah. and like, okay, well Have um, a good day. Have a good See day. See you later. Yeah, she was already <laughs> she was already working with somebody and under contract. Yeah. And then um and I remember that agent, um I I told him about it. I'm like, Yeah, she she's already working with somebody. He's like, Well, just call her back and say, Hey, if, if anything happens and if uh, for any reason you need a ch- 
change an agent, I just want to let you know I'd be happy to help you. Something real simple like that. Yeah. But because that's something I didn't say. Right. Called I her back either. and I said that. Yeah. Um, I forgot, and I'm, I can't remember exactly how the conversation went because it was nine years ago, but I just called her back and I just offered my assistance yeah. in case anything ever happened. Yeah. And I remember that person called me just like a week or two later. They said, I fill out a contract. I hate this guy. Yeah. He never even showed me property. He just give me the lockbox <laughs> combo to go drive. What? Oh my gosh. Well, it was Florida. So. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> it was Florida and they were all bank owned houses. So that's crazy. That's all I was showing or short sales. Yeah. So those are very safe loosey to walk goosey. into by yourself. Oh my gosh. But I remember I, uh, so I, I got to work with them as a buyer. Yeah. Buyer's agent. Um, but and you wouldn't have that if Southern somebody didn't country. give you yeah, the confidence to just call to back call and say. To call them back and offer my assistance. Right. And it turned out great. Sold my house. And then I remember after I, like three, four years later, they called me yeah. to want to sell their house again. They had no idea I moved to Idaho. And I referred <laughs> them to that agent who told me to call no them. No way. And he went and sold their house and I got a referral. Oh, so it's a full circle. It's just, yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. You should never just give up with somebody. No, and just calling back and say, "Hey, this is why you should interview me," or "I'd love to meet you," or something. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you have to have those people in your life to push you a little bit. You have to be not afraid to get rejected, too. Yeah, say no. That's fine. Yeah, you get rejected all the time. No. Anything else you want to touch on? No. How about you? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I know our phones are going off the hook, so you probably want to get back to work. But eh. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Thank it you was fun. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. it was good and insightful and can help somebody. I'm sure it will. It better. Keep keep up what you're doing. You're doing great. Thanks. Hey, you guys, too. You guys are killing it. It's pretty awesome to watch. And Thanks. you guys are fun and entertaining to listen to, so it's good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. We try. You guys do good. All right. Okay. Right. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Shed Podcast. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel for instant access to all future episodes. If you or someone you know has investing experience or stories to share, reach out to us in the comments or via email.